This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Terry Struck, host of Beauty Now, a weekly podcast that brings you the latest buzz in all things beauty. We've featured many famous experts in their field, lifts, lasers, breast dogs, butt rejuvenation, skin rejuvenation, hair, lashes, eating for beauty, anti-aging, cellulite, and much, much more. Today, we're going to talk about veneers, your teeth, how can we have that pretty, pretty smile? And we have a board-certified dentist, Dr. Dan Gustafson. Welcome, Dan. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? First of all, I'm doing great. And can you tell our listeners today about what's the best way to get the best-looking smile? Oh, there's a lot of great ways to get a, a great smile these days. As a matter of fact, um, I think probably the best way is to go into your local favorite dentist and say, hey, do you, you, know, do, you do uh, cosmetic dentistry? Find out if that's one of the things that they uh, – it's not so much a specialty, but it, it's just something that, in other words, there's no uh, specialty like there is in orthodontics or pediatric dentistry, something like that. So just find out what their level of experience is in doing cosmetic dentistry. Get to know them. Get to uh, – Trust them, feel out the office and, and see if you like what they're doing. Have them show you some of the before and after cases that they've done. This is really a powerful tool these days. Everybody seems to have really great websites, and uh, there's a lot of information available to patients these days. You know, that's a good point. Before and after pictures on any procedure, I, I would say that, you know, ask if you could talk to the patients and... I think that's a good start. Now, what is, um, there's those plastic braces you can have. I think it's called Invisalign. What do you think about those? Oh, I think they're really one of the best things that have come out in dentistry in, in years and in decades. Uh, mainly, you know, my, my wife, Dr. Miley Ramirez, does a lot of the Invisalign cases for our patients in the office. So people who uh, want a little bit more conservative dentistry, maybe don't want to um, have anything placed on their teeth, but instead just want to shift or move them around a little bit. Maybe they're happy with the color of their teeth, and then they wear these Invisalign. It's like a clear retainer, so to speak. And with these retainers, the teeth will shift from, say, crooked to straight, or if there are gaps between the teeth, they can close the gaps. So it really is a lot easier than the traditional braces with the wires and the rubber bands and all the things that uh, I had growing up as a kid. I'm sure a lot I of people had. Know. I had a headgear. It's really yep. ugly. Yes, I know. A lot of people <laughs> had those. And not a lot of fun. And, and Invisalign really solves a lot of problems like that, yes. So Invisalign is kind of like a series of different retainers that move your teeth, correct? That's exactly what they are, yes. It's usually, uh, I would say, 20 to maybe 30 at the most sets of retainers. So these cases tend to last uh, 6 to 12 months. Um, If maybe somebody has a little bit more crowding in their teeth, it might be a little bit more than a year. But it's pretty rare that a case goes for more than a year with Invisalign. So is this more for adults than children? Uh, yes, definitely more for adults than children. Adults than children. So, and what about, um, we hear so many different things now. There's lumineers, veneers, set us straight. Okay, like what's the difference between lumineers and veneers? Yeah, what's the difference? I mean, first of all, wouldn't you say, I mean, I would say, too, that Invisalign is the best route to go because you don't damage your, your teeth. You're protecting your teeth, so that's more for somebody who actually likes their teeth. 
Um, absolutely. You know, it, it's a very conservative uh, procedure. It's, uh, it, we'll call it minimally invasive, as in we're not really touching the teeth a whole lot. We do polish a little bit to, to create uh, room when somebody has crowding with their teeth, uh, so then the trays have a place to move them to with the Invisalign. But in answering your question with uh, lumineers versus veneers, and I'll, I'll throw out the other term, which is bonding, that's out there. And uh, we'll start with that one and say bonding is plastic veneers. They're, they're uh, bonded. It's a, a white or a tooth colored type of material that's bonded directly on the teeth. So by bonding, I mean, you know, it's a, a plastic that's glued to the tooth structure. Uh, generally, no tooth structure is removed. The bonding is just added to the tooth structure. And then so the bonding, back. I'm sorry. So the bonding actually, you, you paint this property onto your teeth and it, does it make it them look better? Yes, absolutely. So if somebody came in and they had some chips, uh, broken edges on their teeth, uh, slightly discolored teeth, things like that, a bonding can be placed on the teeth to uh, really make them look better, like a lot better, actually. Uh, the, the disadvantage of bonding versus, say, the lumineers or the porcelain veneers is that over time, the bonding is plastic as opposed to porcelain. So it's a little bit more dull over time. And I'm not saying like it goes from white to yellow or something. It's just they, they fade a little bit over, let's say, a five to seven year period, whereas porcelain or the lumineers tend to last a bit longer than that. They just have a bit more luster. And you've probably seen uh, porcelain and certainly in, in sinks and everything else. It's, it's got that shine to it, right? Right. And, and, and so that's the advantage that we have with porcelains that they mimic enamel. They, they really are more real-life types of colors that come off of the porcelain materials. So bonding, you don't really damage your tooth either. You just, it's like a, an application you put onto your tooth, and that's plastic. And veneers, right. you do have to damage the teeth, right? Well, not necessarily, and that's where you, you brought up the, the name Lumineers. It's more of a trade name. It's, it's by one of the local California companies that, uh, you know, they have all the rights and the patents and everything on this particular process. And it is a form of conservative veneers. In other words, they, they uh, talk about this product as being a porcelain that we don't have to prepare the teeth, and it's bonded like the plastic is, only it's made out of porcelain and it's bonded directly or glued onto the tooth structure. So again, not damaging any tooth structure whatsoever. Um, and then we have the other types of porcelain. And you know, to make this pretty straightforward, I would say there are probably two or three nowadays types of porcelains. There are some milled porcelains where they're put in a machine. It's like a block of porcelain, and it can be milled to fit someone's tooth. Or there are porcelains that can be added, or we call it uh, stackable porcelain. The technical name is called Feldpathic. And then there's other types that are pressable, and one of these popular names is called Empress. So if I were to talk about Empress and compare that with Lumineers, Empress is a pressable ceramic, whereas Lumineers are the type of porcelain that is like a powder and, and a liquid paste kind of thing that's put in an oven. And once the veneer is made, it's very, very shiny when it comes out of that oven, whether you use the porcelain uh, pressable or the feldspathic. So there's a different types of porcelains depending on the scenario, what the patient wants and what their physical needs are. 
So basically, you have to go in for a consultation because there's so many different options. What's your preferred option for patients? I'd say these days probably a little bit of both the Lumineer type of restorations where we're using feldspathic so I can be very conservative uh, and the other one being uh, Impress. And uh, even lately, we've been doing a lot of cases with uh, this CAD CAM technology, which is just kind of catching on. There's a product called Emax out there that is really pretty amazing. So let's say somebody came in. If you, if you came to me for consultation and you said, hey, Dr. Gustafson, um, people call me Dr. Dan. So you said, hey, Dr. Dan, uh, I've got these really, really dark teeth. I, I Maybe I took tetracycline as a, as a kid and my teeth have brown and gray colors to them and, 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 and you're embarrassed to smile and that sort of thing. Well, with dark colors like that, I may choose something like the Emax material because it does a great job of blocking out those really dark colors underneath so that we don't see them even through the porcelain. So that's, there's so many different things now. Emax is completely different than Lumineers? Absolutely completely different, yes. And, and that is actually something that you make up in the office, or do you send that out to a lab as well? Well, the, the, the neat thing about that is, yes, I would use a lab, but I'm actually very involved in the Emax process because what I would do is I take a, a camera imaging system. And you know how they do when like, they go in and, and uh, do arthroscopic surgery on a knee or an elbow or something like that, and they, they use the little tiny cameras? We have those type of cameras for use in the dental office. We, we can take an image of a tooth, and it'll come up on a screen. So now I have this, it's called CAD CAM technology. So now I have this tooth, or for you know, veneer cases, you, it's often several teeth, up on a computer screen. I can rotate them around, I can move them sideways, I can flip them upside down, and the patient's just you know, relaxing and listen to an iPod in the chair. They don't even pay attention to this stuff. So I've got this whole three-dimensional computer image that I make sure is perfect. Then I send that image to my lab technician, and I go ahead and have the veneers made between the two of us. Like, in other words, I start the process, my lab technician finishes the process and, and puts the perfect colors in, and, and then I bond them into the patient's teeth, usually about a week or two later. So do they go around with their teeth kind of filed down for a week? You have to hide, and then you come in and... <laughs> Uh, yes, you have to live in a cave for a week. No, yes. I'm just kidding. That's what uh, I no. suggest. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great, uh, no. great question. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, no. Uh, I have never, in, in the 20 years that I've been placing veneers, uh, let somebody walk out of my office without a pretty comfortable, happy cave. smile. They, they have um, plastic, temporary veneers on their teeth. They look great. As, as a matter of fact, you know, if you came to me in that example, if, if you had dark teeth, when you walked out, even if I was waiting for my lab technician to work with me on this case, you would walk out looking better for sure than you walked in. Dr. Dan, I'm liking this. This sounds really good. We do have to take a commercial break to thank our sponsors, one of them being ICE.com. We'll be right back with Dr. Dan Gustafson. Hi, this is Carrie with Words to Mouth, an author interview talk show where readers meet authors beyond the printed page and win free books. Come join me each week as I speak with authors about their lives and the books they write. That's Words to Mouth 
at personallifemedia.com. We're back with Dr. Dan Gustafson. This is Beauty Now. Terry Strzok. Welcome back, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm sorry, Dr. Dan. I don't (laughs) want to be impolite here. It's fine. Dr. Dan, it is. So we were just talking about veneers and lumineers and ECAD. Keep talking and telling us what to do. Yeah, Emacs is is the one we were talking about. Um, So Emacs is, is different than... The CAD is the computer, well, right? Yeah, CAD, CAD CAM is the, CAD the CAM. technique or the process. Emacs is like the trade name. So, okay. so if I, I said the lumineers, to, to clarify that, um, let's say you came to me and you didn't have really dark teeth and, and you said, hey, you know, I just, I'm not crazy about the, the shape of my teeth and they're not perfect and, and I want them to look better and, and a little bit more uh, uniform all the way across. Um, then I might suggest something like lumineers, and or, you know this is that feldspathic porcelain that we, we talked about earlier. And and the difference there is that it's a very very thin, very conservative type of material that can be bonded onto the teeth, just like the Emacs that we talked about earlier. The, but the difference is we really have to have case selection here. We, we I can't say that lumineers work for every single patient. I, I've replaced them on some patients where they didn't work correctly, and, and I've done the same for the Emacs. I, we we want to make sure that we're choosing the right material for the right patient under the right circumstances. And that's why I spend so much time finding out what does the patient want. When you came to me and you said you want to hide your dark teeth, that tells me a lot. So I really want to ask a lot of questions of the patients. What do you want and and how do you want your teeth to look? I have patients come in and and they give me cutouts and I'll have some uh, gentleman come in and say, here, I want to look like George Clooney or I want to look like this guy or Brad Pitt. or you know, We uh, want uh, him to too. <laughs> exactly. Come on, do your job. I'm sure you do. <laughs> and, and so I love that. I love it because they give me feedback and they give me guidance and then I can help them get what they want. Except for you, you have to make them know that you're not a magician and they're not going to look like George Clooney, but their teeth <laughs> could look pretty damn good. That's right. So how long do veneers last and, and what lasts the longest? What's, what's your fave? For longevity, I would say uh, Emacs is a very, very strong material, and the Empress is a very, very strong material. Um, I would say an average time for veneers would be 10 plus or minus years. I've been in practice 20 years, and I've placed veneers 20 years ago, and they're still going strong. And I think it really has a lot to do with... uh, patient compliance? Are they brushing and flossing their teeth? Are they taking care of them? Uh, are they wearing a mouth guard if they grind their teeth at night? Or are they doing things to protect their, their bite? Uh, I, I think these are things that can really improve longevity. And, and so I would say 10 to 15 years is a really pretty fair guess on, on how long these materials are going to last. So what about luminaires and, and I keep forgetting this, Emacs? They're mm-hmm. all last about the same? 
Um, yes, although I, I would say the feldspathic porcelains are not quite as strong, and that's why if you asked about my favorites, my favorites are probably more the Emacs and the Empress these days, and I've done a lot of these cases in the last decade or so, um, simply because they are a bit stronger than the feldspathic porcelains. They just have, uh, we call them edge strength. They have better edge strength, so they can, you know, bite more comfortably into apples and, and crackers and things that are a bit harder and, and not have to worry that a little edge is going to chip off. So I would say, listeners, get your pencils out and write all this down because it is confusing and, and you do have to know kind of what you want unless you have a really great doctor like Dr. Dan who will kind of guide you into the best thing for you. Yeah. Now, what about when veneers go wrong, lumineers or whatever? How do you take them off and repair uh, they're all pretty much the same, whether it's bonding or, or lumineers or any kind of veneers. Uh, we would take the uh, an instrument and, and basically polish them off because they're bonded pretty tightly. I mean, you, you can eat comfortably and, and confidently with these things on. Therefore, you know, we have to remove that bond. And we basically remove all the way from side to side and top to bottom and get back to the original two structure underneath. It, it probably takes... 10 or 15 minutes or so to do that. Oh, it only takes that. Is there something special you use to not damage the tooth? Um, Get rid of it? Yes. I mean, basically there are uh, some pink-colored dyes and stains and things that we can use to see if there's a transition. You know, where where's that cement line? Because, of course, we have a, a white tooth and white cement and a white veneer, so we want to make sure that we've got through that uh, uh, porcelain material and then through the plastic and again, there are some uh, you know scientific aids that we have to help us find out where the original tooth structure is. Now, is there any types of guarantees? You, let's just say a patient comes in and they get lumineers, and then one year later they're cracked. So- yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I know lumineers have a five-year warranty, and uh, you know they will allow for one remake of uh, of a. A tooth, but again, you mean just one tooth? What if like four are cracked? And they, they... Well, no, no, I'm sorry. One, one remake per. So let, let's say if you broke your front tooth several times, they're not going to keep paying for it over and over again. This is why that case selection is so important. So if somebody came in with a really deep overbite. Well, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that they have something like lumineers because I I don't want to have to keep remaking and I don't want the patient to get frustrated with that. So that's where that case selection comes in, you know, very, very critically at the very beginning to make sure that somebody with a deep overbite is not going to have to go through this warranty stuff all the time. We just want to pick the right material for them from the very, very beginning so they're very happy and they don't have to deal with this warranty stuff. Now, what about if you chose a doctor and you got, let's say, and you got some lumineers and then you didn't want to go back for, to that doctor to repair them, would the other doctor, a new doctor, be able to repair them, or would that not work? I, I have done that before, yes, and I, I've called the, the company, and they'll generally stand behind their product as long as it's within that five-year span, and, and that, that seems to work out fine. You know, I think they're pretty flexible about these things. And, and, you know, one thing I really love to do as well is um, I like to try to give people, if, if, you know, if they're willing to do it, a, a kind of a look-see before we do anything. In other words, what I do is I, I take a model of their teeth, you know, those stone models that you get when you're a kid with, with the braces and all? Oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, what we do is I take that and I wax up just simply, I put wax on them, and then I make a what we call a matrix. With the matrix, I just flow in some tooth-colored plastic material in there, put it on the patient, peel away the, the excess material, and without doing anything, without touching any teeth, 
I can give them a temporary version of what we think they could look like. And other they get to wear that around for, let's say, a day at, at home and at work and wherever and, and get some feedback from their family and friends and make sure that their bite is going to be okay, that they're going to like the look and how they speak and the color, and they can give them a trial run. I do these all the time. It's, it's just a really nice preview trial run with the veneers before touching anything. And so you can do that with almost all of these things, like veneers and... and veneers, bonding, lumineers. Yep, I do it all the time. See? And what's, all, what's the other two called? Emacs and... The Emacs, the uh, Empress, absolutely. Empress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, well, of course, the Visalign is, would be your first choice if you have good... What about uh, dental implants? I hear so much about people now, as they get older, they have to have dental implants. What, tell us about that. Oh, they're just amazing. Uh, a guy named P.I. Brandemark out in Sweden came up with this idea. He's like an orthopedic surgeon 50 years ago. And and they said, well, wait a minute. If it works in, in hip bones and this and that and the other, why don't we try it in, in the, the jaw? And, you know, so we've got, you know, one of these companies, uh, 45 years of clinical studies, and they're just amazing. It, it, I had a young lady, for example. She came in. And she had fallen down. I mean, she was 19 years old. She had fallen down, and, and she lost her front tooth. I mean, it just fell out. It came out in this accident. And, I mean, just pretty gal, and, and we put an implant in. It's a little, it looks like a screw, basically. It's like a little piece of titanium that is put in just with local anesthetic. It's not as big a deal as you might think. And uh, it's probably simpler or easier than getting a filling place. The, the implant goes in. And then I wait a little time, make sure that it's locked into the, the jawbone. And we gave her a temporary tooth so she could wear that around for a while. And then what we did is we made her a crown that matched all the rest of her teeth and cemented that to that implant post. And voila, within a few months, she had a perfect smile once again. And does that take one or two visits? It's definitely several visits. Several visits. Probably at least. But that's not a root canal, right? It's not a root canal, no. If, if somebody uh-huh. has... Uh, my sister, we uh, had yeah. an argument about that the other day. She told yeah. me it was a root canal. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. Root so root canal like is dying. what? When you're... If, if a tooth is dying and it, it has uh, infectious material in it, then that needs to be taken out. It's a very dangerous situation. So uh, either the tooth needs to be extracted or, or a root canal needs to be done. And all that is is cleaning out the tooth, making it a nice, sterile, safe environment, and then placing some rubber material in there called gutta percha and just sealing it back up. That's all. Just sealing a tooth. That's all a root canal is. So what if you haven't had an injury and then you need one of these posts? What does that mean? Having, uh, you mean like uh, the implant? Right. Uh, well, let's say I, I've had a couple of patients where they were born without some teeth. They were just genetically missing some teeth. It never came in to begin with. Uh, and, and other teeth were moving and shifting around. And, and so we placed implants to, to add some teeth back to, to where they were. So they never lost anything to begin with. But uh, you know, now they have a full set of teeth and, and they can bite correctly. And I heard it's um, harder for the front teeth, right? Because that's where you bite into stuff. It's not necessary. I actually prefer working on the front teeth. I, really? I, I think they're they're actually a lot more fun. Uh, they're a little bit more of a challenge aesthetically, and I, I think I just I like that challenge. But um, I, I think from a technical standpoint, it's actually harder to get back in the molar area with those little tiny screwdrivers and, and, and parts and things that we need to get them done. Uh, so you know, the, the front is really not that bad. 
Well, we have covered a lot of teeth stuff today, and we're going to have to have have you back, Dr. Dan. Anytime. We're going to have to have you back, and if you would like to get a hold of Dr. Dan, you're going to go to personallifemedia.com. We're going to have Dr. Dan Gustafson. He's got a practice in San Francisco for those California listeners. And if not, what's your best advice to find a really good dentist? You know, there's the age-old uh, asking friends and family. I, I think that's, uh, that's a great way to do it. Or to call your local uh, dental society because uh, the local dental society often has a referral service and uh, they know what's going on. A lot of these other uh, uh, 1-800 dentists and things like that, they're... Uh, yeah, it's kind of a paid advertising type of situation, so you never know who you're going to get. But, you know, you call the Dental Society and say, you know, who's, who's got the good reputation out there? And, and then, of course, the web, the Internet is, is an amazing source if you go right to the websites and, and check out, you know, what, what is their practice philosophy and, and see who the doctors are. I think there's some great resources out there. And where they're trained, I think. And where they're yes, where where they're trained. How many cases do they do they have like this, and do they have some really neat uh, cases to show you? And check out those before and after pictures. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Now, listeners, if you'd like to get a hold of Dr. Dan again, call personallifemedia.com. And if you have any questions, T E R I at personallifemedia.com, and we will get back to you with all your questions. And thank you once again, Dr. Dan. We'll look forward to talking to you again. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. I saw you shopping at the North Star Mall. I hardly recognize you at all. It wasn't until I heard you say hello. I realized you were a girl I know. You look completely different. Then you did in 91 A total transformation Come on, admit it You had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get together for some fun? I kinda like it since you had a little work done With kids, and I pretended that you didn't exist. You were a cute thing, but you couldn't be the trophy girl. I wanna hang it with me. You've gone from plain white bread to a honey bun. I think I'd like to have a taste now. Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done. Had a little work done, holy smoke. I noticed you a damn near choke. I think that we should get together for some fun I think I want you now, you had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Shifting all around the town In your red convertible with the top down I heard the beauty is only skin deep They call me shallow cause you're looking mighty sweet I never fantasized before That you would be the one But now you're in my night and day dream 
you sure amazing since you had a little work done. Had a little work done, holy cow, it don't matter, wow, look at you now. How'd you like to get together for some fun? I kind of like you since you had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Had a little work done, had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Had a little work done. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.